The news on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham. Winnipeg Police Chief Danny Smythe from a year-end interview with us talking about the increase in violent crime and we're also focused on how many Winnipeggers feel about the police. I've often said they go into places where most would not. There's also that international trend to examine police budgets and what should police do and not do in cities. Beginning tomorrow, Winnipeg is asking you about the police budget. Five choices, including actually reducing the police budget. We spend about $311 million on an annual basis. That's almost 27% of the city's entire operating budget. And it is felt that that number continues to climb and it's not sustainable. In Halifax, that city is going through a similar but more frank debate on police funding. Winnipeg's debate is about sustaining the funding for the police service, but there's also an opportunity to ask the tougher questions about building trust. And part of that is whether Winnipeg expands its 911 service and ultimately introduces body cameras. I asked the chief about this. In our local community, I'm not sure because of the cost. You know, we, we tried to introduce that in 21 and, you know, council balked at the cost of that. Other jurisdictions haven't been balking at that. Uh, one thing I will say, and, and you already alluded to it, body cameras are not, cameras are everywhere. And, and uh, you know, I only have to look to our homicide unit to see evidence of that. I'll bet you more than half of the homicides that we clear now are, are come with the assistance of some kind of camera that's out there, whether it be private or, or public. Yes, cameras are in most places in and around the downtown and businesses, and in some cases, homeowners have those cameras in place. Winnipeg Police Chief Danny Smythe. In the 2022 budget debate, she said she was in favor of reducing the budget for the WPS while at the same time supporting the work of Chief Smythe. With us now, Sherry Rollins, Councillor of Fort Rouge, East Fort Gary, and the Chair of Protection Community Services and Parks Committee. Good afternoon, Councillor. Thanks for joining us. Julie, Richard, Happy New Year. Same to you. I, I don't love the word defunding, but that appears to be sort of where um, where you lie in terms of of going forward. What is your thoughts on this and why do you ultimately feel that way? Yeah, I mean, I hear you, Julie. Um, but first, I think it's important to say this isn't necessarily a defunding position. Um, it's not about deprioritizing Winnipeg's safety or Winnipeg's safety. But budgets are about choices and priorities and in budget. Uh, we need to be more responsive to community safety, and Winnipeggers have told us as much, and not just in terms of policing, but in terms of keeping our ice rinks open, community centres programmed, library services, and community-based organisations that contribute to community safety, like the Downtown Community Safety Patrol. So for me, it's uh, defunding is about looking at those priorities and recognising we have financial limits and we only have one pot. Would you like to see the police service adopt body cameras? Yeah, I mean, I heard your clip from Chief, and, you know, I don't think it's fair to characterize that we balked at it. Certainly for me, uh, you know, my defunding position is is also about some structural change that we need to anticipate. And so uh, the federal government might make it, uh, might 
basically leave us without a choice to adopt this new technology that is quite expensive and 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 so um for me it's it's about uh looking at new technologies like body-worn cameras that the feds may decide that we have to adopt it's about investments in technologies like the one we already have in 911 and i think winnipeggers understand maybe not a defunding position but scrutiny in budgets when it comes to other departments like the Winnipeg Fire Paramedic Service that's also considering investments in, for instance, 911. And Winnipeggers know, like I said, that there's just one pot and they don't want us to be duplicating investments. So um, looking critically at budgets is is really important for those technologies that we anticipate, like body-worn cameras, and those that we already have, like 911. You talk about the need to build trust and in that speech that you made um, during the debate, you also talked about the Aboriginal Justice Inquiry and the need to fulfill the recommendations of that. By having police adopt a system of body cameras, of accountability, does that go towards fulfilling many of those recommendations? I say this simply because while I think a lot of Winnipeggers uh, will support the police, there are communities where the distrust is still rampant, and that goes back to the Aboriginal Justice Inquiry and what happened here in the 1970s, 80s, and 1990s. I mean, really good question. I talk about the Aboriginal Justice Inquiry every chance I get, in particular related to when I'm voting on uh, police-related budgets. Um, and I do it for two reasons. Um, there, you know, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm echoing calls that chiefs have uh, with respect to uh, Indigenous-led oversight, and that's a priority for me. But I also, also part of the Aboriginal Justice Inquiry was the reality that, um, you know, as much as Indigenous people were over-policed, uh, something that Aboriginal Justice Really, inquiry really talked about was that they were also under policed and underserved by police. And when I got to council, guess what? There wasn't in the north end. There wasn't a north district police station. And so while I do hold what a quote unquote defunding position in terms that I believe that there is room in that $301 million budget to look at, scrutinize, and also frankly prepare for in the case of body worn camps, there's a lot to prepare for there. Um, I also think that there was really structural racism that was evident and, and per, you know, harken back to the AGI, which is uh, Indigenous communities uh, like the whole of the North End was underserved by police and and the fact that uh, I, you know, I, I forwarded on to council the North District Police Station was, you know, I spoke about the IGA at that point. And uh, and I will continue to so long as we have the calls to action, the calls to justice and the AGI, you know, components unfulfilled. When you're looking at reducing the amount Winnipeg Police Service gets, again, as as we've talked about that in air quotes, defund position, I've often said Mm -hmm. there's many locations many opportunities where police are sent in as the de facto responders and I don't think that's I don't think that's fair to the individual they're responding to or to the officers forced yeah. to respond to that call but if I was in your position I'd be very hesitant to reduce the police budget until those processes were in place 
to have a different agency or a different process respond to those calls that maybe police aren't the best fit for? Is that something the city can do and can make sure is in place before we start hacking and slashing at budgets? Well, Julie, you know, very important question. And and, and there's two things to that, right? There is, uh, and there is identifiable work, and I've done some work with respect to the Bloomberg Harvard initiative that's looking at triaging and who best answers that call. And that's why, you know, I do scrutinize in particular the 911 and who's at 911 to, to, you know, to respond to the calls. But also how, with a limited budget, with only one pause, are you going to make choices to start to fund that frontline downtown community safety partnership, for instance, that responds, um, you know, at the community level, mental health resources, shelter system resources? How are you going to start funding community-based organizations? And we have done work this term in council to do just that. And the differing conceptions of community safety work that gets people hopefully never in contact with police, right? And I think of some of the community centers that are involved in in anti-gang work and youth recreation work that is so vital. And so when you have just one pot of money, you have to look critically both at any savings and the right thing to do opposite the Winnipeg Police Services budget that is large. And you also have to really critically look at what upstream balls you're funding that can catch people so that it that call never happens to the police. And so it's it's really important to understand that, yeah, police are still responding, um, but but who's going to think about who, you know, the, the funding to critical community service work, concepts of community safety and funding that that is designed before and during and after, you know, and perhaps never uh, have a police intervention. And and so uh, I think you have to be equally focused on that if you're interested in counselor. In the, the consultation begins tomorrow. What do you expect it to accomplish, especially in an election year? <laughs> uh, you know, the criticism on politicians is that they should think beyond election years. And certainly in hosting this conversation, it's really to get us accustomed to debating and, and considering such things because, boy, do we ever have more governance work and budgetary work to do. So I'm just glad we are getting the conversation started. And, and I expect it to launch the next iteration of work with respect to Winnipeg, you know, city, city budgetary work and Winnipeg Police Service governance work. Councillor Rollins, appreciate the time. Thanks so very much for joining us this afternoon. Appreciate it. Thank you. Julie, her position is as the chair of the Protection and Community Services Committee, she would actually like to see change and that change isn't driven until you start squeezing budgets. I'll be very interested to see what happens in the days, weeks and months ahead because uh, she believes she has allies in the Winnipeg Police Service on this. But as soon as you start using that word defund and she used it in the interview, it becomes a lightning for critics, not just at city council, but within the community. It will be interesting to watch, and then it will also be interesting to hear if the province has to get involved, or perhaps the feds, to accomplish those those goals. Again, if you're going to remove the money, who's going to answer those calls? The News on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham.